Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. This piece is called The Heart of Gold, and it is played by Ellis Lewis Marsalis, Jr., born on November 14, 1934. And of course, he was a jazz pianist and educator. He taught his sons, who are well-known, Branford and Winton, in the early days. But what's interesting about this Welcome to episode 367 on November 14th. You know who I am. I hope you're listening and that you've subscribed to the only podcast that gives the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. So I want to take this time within soon the 12 hours of the new moon in Libra that will be at 5.07 on the 15th of November PST time is that correct? no that's (laughs) it's the UK time so the UK time for us for me is GMT 5.07 in the morning on the 15th of November but on the west coast of America and east coast it will be different times so as you know on the east coast it will be just after midnight so it will still be on the 15th and on the west coast PST it will actually be at 9.07 p.m. on this day the 14th but what's happening I would like to share with you some three hours earlier at 6.18 p.m. PST time is that our Mars will be going direct. Now, I know you hear in other calculations that Mars is going direct. Mine is different because it's actually using the data that is used to calculate solar eclipses and total solar eclipses where people are so particular about where they want to view it because this is about perception and knowing the true mathematical alignment that happens with the ring of fire that they are perfectly aligned this is a phenomena that needs exact calculation and so when we look at the exact calculations we are acknowledging that Mars has been slowing down because you know more because it's retrograde at the end of its retrograde but there's a point where it appears that it's not moving at all it doesn't gain any degrees or arch minutes and this is the moment that I like to acknowledge and it's been happening all day and it will end on the 15th GMT time at 2.18.
And of course, as I said, on the 14th at 6.18 p.m. The reason I make a note of this is because the American elections, which of course is something we can all observe, happened on the Mercury stationary period. The whole day, Mercury stationary. And now we have on the 14th, Mars stationary. And it's been stationary for quite some time. And it only goes retrograde every two and a half years. So it's been uh, retrograde since September. And there's a lot happening. Uh, You know, kind of in, in a limbo in a way. Because we have these international lockdowns. We have the challenges of the American um, election. All these things are just symptoms and symbols that I like to um, acknowledge as something to be observed to see how the energies of the heavens are actually playing out here and giving us an opportunity to make these connections. So when you are aware that today is a day that Mars is standing still in a water space. We're giving the opportunity to understand the duality of that because in this part of the sky where Mars has been going retrograde is a very, very important part of the sky. And this is a part where Mars is actually aligning with two constellations, but also uh, stars of three constellations and these are uh, Adronema, Cetus, and Pisces and it started on September 8th aligned with Arishka star of Pisces which is the knot and it went retrograde or appeared to be retrograde but it changed position so that it's viewed in a backwards motion aligned with the star Diptka of Satus and the star Myrach of Andromeda. So, perfect alignment. And this is a story that is, I don't really kind of um, align myself with Greek mythology because I know that it is a little bit corrupted because the original stories came from other places like Egypt and so but I do observe everything because there's a little bit of truth in everything there's another version of the truth or another concept we don't really know what these truths are but the interesting thing about this is that now we have our Mars that is about to go direct at the time that we have a new moon. So the energy of this beginning of this new moon will have an impact on also the Mars, as the Mars will have an impact on the Libra. And Mars is actually up opposite the Libra constellation. And so it is about the polarities. And as I look in a very positive sense in all these things, I'm not going to um, feed into the anger or the fight or the, you know, differences. I am 
looking at the opposition always in a reflective manner. And it's about let's be reflective about the path that Mars has been making by going retrograde, by um, going backwards from the knot in Pisces and now aligning with Satus and a star from Andromeda, which of course is connected to that story, the Greek story about um, the sea dragon going out to save uh, Adronoma. So they have been connected in the past and that is a sign that this is a connection to be made here. And interesting enough, you know, I'm, you know, Adronis is like a chained woman. Why is this, you know, this analogy of a chained woman and the fish point, the knot is the knot that holds the two fishes of the Pisces constellation together. And of course, Satis is the horizontal kind of base that holds these stories up because it is the you know the underlying um, constellation and then Pisces intercepts it and um, further north you have the Adronema constellation and of course the galaxy which I wanted to note is Mesera 31 and you know, these things, the universe kind of makes these things happen. So 31 is the degree where Eris, which is definitely in Satis, is at the moment, is also going retrograde, has been having this dance with Mars because Mars is also aligned with Satis and Pisces. And we are, you know, in this world that we are living in now, we are at a crossroads of... <laughs> unchaining ourselves and it's been I believe if you want to see it that way a good time for Mars to be in Pisces in Satan and not just in fire just doing random things people have complied people have listened and now they're like something's not right but they have um, now the opportunity to go forth with the hindsight of the whole story, you know, from the beginning of lockdown. And connected to, of course, at the same time, this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that started April 4th. And so these are themes that are definitely affecting have been affecting us and will be affecting us, especially as we go forth with this new moon in Libra. And just as we go forth, I want you to remember the true autistic, altruistic um, meaning of Libra. I want you to remember the true meaning of Pisces and know that it is not the things that are happening that you see that are random. This is part of this matrix plan or matrix challenge or the universe's challenge. Do you really want to be free? Are you ready to choose love to free yourself? 
Are you ready to have a heart of gold, which is why I played that piece? Are you ready to be the alchemist to look at the situation for what it really is and work with what is available to you? And that means, yes, I always have to do, I have to do the same thing. And I realize, because I hardly ever look at my sky, that I have Arcturus at the top of my sky because my MC is a little bit off to the left. And I've been inspired by so many people who have, you know, spoken up for me or spoken up about the 13th sign and shared sky astrology. And I also, you know, need to kind of speak up because I kind of change my dialogue my you know because i wanted peep to be the deliverer of the most important information which is where the heavenly bodies are it becomes a point where very clearly as mars stations to go direct i want to say from my heart please acknowledge where the heavenly bodies are this is not Scorpio season. It actually does an injustice to the tiny little space that Scorpio season has. Or it does injustice to our sun that makes things grow on this earth. When you are uh, giving these ideas of astrology to natural phenomena. Now, if you want to give it as kind of mythology, go ahead. But if you want, if you are working with energy, or you are um, a gardener, if you are offering um, assistance to people through energy work, if you um, believe and feel you are a light worker, I must, from for myself, shout from the top of the from the top of my voice and my heart. Open your eyes, look up, and acknowledge as our moon grows and shows itself, you will have the possibility to locate this moon in Libra with your eyes, the crescent moon will be in Libra for the first day, 24 hours after it leaves, because it's 15 degrees and Libra only has, oh no, that's not true. Libra only has 23, so you're not going to be able to see it in Libra. You might. No, you won't. Unfortunately, because the sun is too bright, and by the time of the night, it will be in Scorpio, which will be interesting. But maybe they will be saying that uh, the moon is already in Sagittarius. I don't know. In any event, you can know that astronomically a new moon only happens when the sun and the moon are in the same place. And our sun will still be in Libra. And that's where the full the new moon is. Okay, so that's my little bit. And if you have any questions or want to know more, please 
feel free to reach out to me. I have a discovery call link in my bio in my Instagram account. Okay. And I'll be back with where the heavenly bodies will be at 2.18 GMT time on November 15th or November 14th at 6.18 PST time. That's all for now. And take care of yourselves. Cheerio. And today on this podcast, I will be speaking my truth about sky astrology and acknowledging where the heavenly bodies are, especially acknowledging that our sun now is in Libra and not in Scorpio season. But I also have a little something to say to astronomers. And I understand astronomers, they totally denounce any connection to astrology and probably because astrology is not mathematically correct, but they use that, the the false language. But astronomers also say that there's no correlation to people's lives on this earth due to how the heavenly bodies are moving. And I must say I disagree. I have done a lot of research and observation. I have, you know, tracked this and you can see what I've done on my Instagram because I use it as a blog. But even today, I wanted to point out again that these are not coincidences, that somehow this day with the sun where it is in Libra aligns and that November 14th somehow has a special energy to it that affects the lives on earth. Why I say this is because the music that I just played from Ellis Masalas, he is born on November 14th and he was the first teacher of his sons who ended up to be musicians as well. But he's not the first father. He's not the first musician that taught his son or his sons how to play music. And he's not the first musician that was born on November 14th, nor is he the second. Let's start with Johann George Leopold Mozart, born November 14, 1719, was a German composer, conductor, music teacher, and violinist. He was best known as the father and teacher of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Right. Now, amazing, right? November 14. Now, on this day, notes that Johann von Beethoven was born also on November 14th. They're not sure about the year. He was a Flemish German musician, teacher, and singer who sang in the chapel of the Archbishop of Cologne, who court in Bonn. He's best known as the father of Ludwig van Beethoven. That's not a coincidence that these three men had sons from the 1700s to the 1900s where they were the teachers of their sons who became well-known musicians of beautiful music, may I add, beautiful classical music and beautiful jazz music. So please explain that to me, astronomers. And uh, like I said, I will be speaking about my truth about sky astrology and Western astrology because today I 
am embracing my Arcturus. And thank you, all my Arcturus starseeds who have the verification that they have alignments with this Arcturian energy. And actually, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps because as I always say, and this is leading to the new moon that I'm talking about, is this is closing, I'm closing the cycle of the last new moon that was aligned with Arcturus. And that's what this energy for me is about. What I do is I am mindful of what did I do with all the light that the sun shined on our moon and how did I use it as the sunshine our moon to the full moon from the new moon and then as it lost the light that light was for me that light is for you and what did you do with that light and it's never too late to use it look at me some hours before the new new moon I'm using it and I'm speaking up and I'm my I know because I'm conscious of how the stars were showing me that it's time to speak up. It's time to use your voice and say your truth loud at the top of the, your sky as Arcturus is at the top of my sky. And that I learned from that because my MC is actually in Libra, but Arcturus is in Virgo and it is there. So, yes, thank you for, especially my students that give me the opportunity to share their journey with them. And through doing that, I am improving and being more conscious of my own personal journey and reflective of my journey. So thank you very, very much. You know who you all are. On this day, November 14th, we have Mars stationary until the EST time of 11, no that's not true, 9.18 p.m. and PST 6.18 p.m. And I have to be mindful that there is this million dollar, million dollar, million man march on Washington that doesn't look friendly. And Mars is stationary and it's aligned with the stationary Mercury. So be safe out there. The heavenly bodies will be at this position and I'll just tell you there's just a couple of differences where our new moon will be uh, three hours later. And it begins with, of course, the sun and moon. So at the time that Mars will go direct, it will be, the moon will be short of two degrees away from meeting with the, the sun, our sun. And that is at 13 degrees of Libra. And the sun is currently at that time already at 15 degrees so it's already resonating at the six maybe may we add okay then we have 
of course, still very strong. Don't lose the plot. Don't be already going to what's happening next week. What's been happening the whole year and what's been happening, you know, this week with and since April, the Jupiter and Pluto conjunction. At 26 degrees, they are still both resonating at eight very strongly together in Sagittarius. Saturn is moved from resonating at 11 or 2 to a 3 by being at 30 degrees of Sagittarius. Neptune is still, no, yeah, that's right. Neptune is still in the same place, 20 degrees retrograde of Aquarius. Chiron is still at 13 degrees Pisces. Now, our Mars, of course, is at 23 degrees of Pisces as well, but aligned with Satis, actually aligned with the brightest star in Satis. And that's very important with Dipka. And Dipka is aligned, it's the tail of the Satis of the dragon, the one, the fish part of the dragon. And it is aligned with the brightest star in the Andromeda constellation, which is Myrac. So there's a lot of energy here and it's very, it's close enough to uh, Eris, which is planet X. So there's a lot of energy there that's about to go direct as we know. You don't have to look at the stars to know that. Huh? And I want to say, like I said in another segment that you might not have listened to, is that Eris is at 31 degrees. It's been retrograde. It doesn't move a lot. But the galaxy, Andromeda galaxy, is um, also known as Mezzer 31. So we have strong for, for these two energies. And of course we have Uranus still at 9 degrees of Aries, but it is very much aligned with the Satis constellation because another thing I need to tell from the top of my lungs in my Arcturus uh, moment is that legally, legally, legitimately, Aries does not align with the path of our sun. It, the, the constellations of Aries is above that path. And, of course, it's part of our conscience, part of our history. It was there before when we started observing that our sun's ecliptic path. But it is no longer there. And the way I've understood it is that the sun no longer um, rises there. It's rising in Satis and Pisces. Okay. So then we have um, still what's important to note, the North Node in Taurus, also at an 8. So the Karma and the Jupiter and the Saturn, what's been going on this year. I've been watching Jupiter and Saturn all this year in the sky. And it's aligning at 8 with the North Node. This what we need to do in this time, in this life. We need to remember our humanity. The atomic number for eight, it's taking your right to breathe back. Oxygen, atomic number for eight. And we have then 
Venus is at 27 degrees Virgo at the time that Mars will go direct a few hours before the new moon and by the moment of the new moon it will move to 28 degrees okay so you know closer two degrees away from aligning with the Arcturus star what's also important to note is that Mercury will be holding its position of 40 degrees so because Mercury moves pretty fast or will it be yeah, Mercury moves pretty fast but it will be at four degrees so it is about communication it's also a four the four with um Eris planet of discord the dwarf planet of discord and Chiron is also a four at the moment and like I say, the uh, drama constellation. So yes, very interesting what is happening in the sky and what will be the beginning of a new new moon cycle, which will include, of course, the full moon and then the next new moon, which will be quite interesting, I believe. And it will be in of focus okay so thank you for listening i appreciate you i hope you have an amazing moment where you are reflective about what happened in the last new moon and are mindful that there's a lot of changes that are slowly coming that we are living in these times where we need to have a broad perspective so that we can be aware of all the information to be conscious and to have, of course, the best case scenario as a result. Happy New Moon in Libra. Remember the unconditional love and the balance that is needed that is ours. As above, so below. Cheerio.